today. I'm delighted to to let you know that we've got David McHattie, who um, David's our head of our healthcare business across the UK, and he, he's up visiting Scotland. We've got a, a client dinner tonight with about 22 clients, so he's up to speak to them about some of the themes um, in the sector. I thought I'd just take this opportunity to maybe chat with David for a few minutes and just hear about some of his his thoughts on it. Maybe David, maybe you could just give us a bit of an introduction to your job and your role within Barclays. Yeah, delighted to, and thank you for uh, having me up up here for the dinner this evening. Um, so I head up the healthcare team within Barclays Corporate. Uh, we've got a number of relationship directors spread across the country, um, across both our large corporate and our mid corporate business. And for us, uh, healthcare is a very very strong sector. Um, it's one that is performing very well, driven by very strong sort of demographics. We're all getting older uh, every day that, that, that happens. So, you know, um, the demand for uh, services for the elderly is very, very strong. Um, but it's also about um, other populations as well, the, the children, um, the disabled, so it's not just elderly, and we cover the whole range of healthcare. So, from nurseries through high street healthcare, your GPs, vets, pharmacies, um, through to hospitals, um, uh, care homes, uh, and then all the way through to funerals as well. Great. Well, that's a that's a very diverse. Uh, must be a busy day job. Um, that's for sure. And I know yesterday we we took together a lot of our clients and and colleagues from across. And you, you ran a I was at a national healthcare day down in London. Um, what were some of the the themes that were coming out of that session that you you might be want to share? Yeah, it was our very first uh, national healthcare day. So it was designed to bring our national team together with their clients. And we put on a, a pretty broad range of, of speakers. Um, and I think there were probably a, a couple of things that really stood out for me. One was about the relentless demand for healthcare services uh, and, and very much about how we're getting older, how we're living much longer now, how communicable diseases have sort of fallen away. And, you know, we're now having to live and manage with chronic diseases for for much longer so there's some really strong fundamentals there but the cost of delivering that um, management of those chronic conditions there was a stat quoted yesterday that by 2030 um, it may cost us globally about 30 trillion dollars which is almost half of global GDP and that's completely unsustainable. So we've got to find some new solutions for for that. Um, And and the other one was about the um, interest there is in the healthcare sector from investors in a very broad sense. There's a lot of money waiting to to be deployed into the healthcare sector, um, away from maybe the traditional sources where they would have invested in retail or office or, or residential all attracted by the same things that we like. Um, So the long-term stable cash flows and those um, very strong underlying demographics. It's a very attractive sector to to many at the moment. 
Yeah, one of the things we see just from general trading businesses is them, you know, in a, a sort of situation with with quite high liquidity balances, quite high deposits, um, and not really making investment decisions. Maybe at this point, there's there's lots going on in our economy, um, as we're as we're aware. But you but you're seeing in the healthcare lots of investment, lots of interest in the sector, um, you know, in terms of you know money chasing possible M and A activity, these type of things. Is that is that what you're saying? Yeah, very much. So. You know, I think there is a bit of a pause on some of the the overseas investment right now, understandably. Um, Once Brexit sorted, that will unwind itself. And, you know, that demand, we've seen a lot of money coming in from the US, from Europe, from the Middle East. Um, But, you know, within the sort of infrastructure fund and the private equity markets, they have just got so much money to mm-hmm. be deployed that they are just getting on with it. They haven't got that that sort of choice to to wait. So that's really sort of starting to have an impact on the sector. Starting are we starting to, to see prices moving up in terms of, you know... Yes, yeah, we are. Vendors' uh, expectations on, <laughs> on valuations and things like that? Absolutely. So, you know, the multiples are increasing. Yeah. The leverage is increasing. Um, it's probably a good time to be a seller right now. And also, do you think, you know, in terms of the, you know, in terms of the opportunities for for people investing into the sector, is is regulation playing a part in terms of, um, you know, maybe some of the smaller homes, maybe some of the, you know, more disparate type uh, sort of regional, maybe sort of assets that are becoming attractive because people are deciding, you know, maybe the sector is maybe not for them anymore and it's time to pass it on and, and it's a good time to sell. You know, there's, there's a couple of dynamics, I think, going on. One, it is a good time to sell because you know prices are are strong and there's a lot of demand to to acquire but it's not for all assets so investors are still being quite choosy they want good quality assets they want assets on the whole where um, there are good um, regulators reports um, so that they won't they won't buy just anything um, and the increasing cost of meeting that regulatory burden is definitely impacting on some of the smaller older homes so we're seeing a lot of those disappear from the market so whilst there's a lot of new development going on um, last year there was the grand sum of a net 63 new beds added to capacity we're only 63 well only 63 Um, so that's that's fascinating when that's one new care home effectively um, and there's a lot more than that being built. So, you know, we're seeing a lot of the, the, the smaller, older homes that are less suitable dropping away out of the market now. So the profile of the state's changing quite quickly. It is. It, 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 it's, it's moving far more towards the um, newer, you know, more recently built, um, more of the uh, ensuite style accommodation. And those that aren't able to offer that are, you know, increasingly finding it a bit more difficult. One of the other, other things, just to, to digress a little bit, one of the things that was always an issue when I'm speaking to some of our healthcare clients up in Scotland um, is around the sort of the challenges around staffing and, and agency costs. Is that something that is continuing in the market? Is that something you're still seeing? Yeah, it, it, it's the biggest challenge for all operators. There are some that are really good that manage to operate without any agency. Um, but the, the, there's a lot of operators out there where it's incredibly hard to attract staff in 
to to them, particularly if they're in maybe more rural locations. Um, so agency remains a massive issue. Brexit so far, um, it's had an impact because some of the, the sort of potential workers aren't around now. Um, I think one of the bigger issues is you know, party conferences this, this week they have been talking about increasing the national minimum wage quite substantially again. That impacts directly on care homes because all of the you know, care workers are primarily on the minimum wage. So there's a big increase in cost. I think whichever party yeah. um, you know we have going forward, and I suppose the contra to that is if you see costs going up in some areas, there's always looking to see how can you become more efficient and more effective as an organisation as a business. Um, technology, I guess, will play a part going forward. Um, you know, what, what sort of level of technology are, do we see, or do we potentially see coming into the the care sector? Certainly, the newer homes. Um, you know, there's there's quite a lot of technology being built into them now in terms of um, systems within rooms to sort of monitor activity unobtrusively. Um, electronic care plans are pretty standard now, but you know, there one of the challenges is there. There are so many different providers of of that kind of mm-hmm. software, and we don't have a standard you know, an industry standard for, for that. So, you know, they're all a little bit different. And that's one of the challenges when I think providers are looking to invest. It's actually trying to work out which one is the... Which is the right the, one to the, choose. The right one to yeah. to invest because they're not cheap. You know, they're, they're quite expensive to equip the homes with. So that multiplicity of, of providers is, is a challenge. Great. Well, David, thanks very much for taking the time with us today. That's been it's been really insightful for me. I've really enjoyed spending some time with you. And uh, yeah, thank you very much for coming up and seeing us. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. Barclays Bank PLC is not liable for the impact of any decisions made based on the information contained or the views expressed. Barclays Bank PLC is authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority. More details, including how you can contact us, are in the description of this podcast.